6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Startling news really over the weekend uh, when EPS confirmed three bodies were found in a park in a downtown core. Uh, paramedics tried to resuscitate the people, all of whom appeared to be going through cardiac arrest. It didn't work. No other details have been released about what might have caused the deaths, but an Alberta government statement released on Saturday said the three died of an apparent overdose. Harm reduction advocates in the city suspect the deaths were from a tainted opioid drug supply and could have been avoided had the Boyle Street Community Services supervised consumption site still been open. Lorna Thomas is the co-founder of Mums Stop the Harm. She's got experience working with the vulnerable population in the downtown court. And Kim Porter uh, is with Mums Stop the Harm as well, a community leader in Medicine Hat. Lorna, Kim, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Lorna. Lorna, let's start with you. Your your immediate thought when you heard the news, and I'm curious to know about uh, your thoughts about the lack of information um, that has come following um, you know, those three deaths. Well, my first thought is that is another example of um, human tragedy, a preventable death. If it is indeed opioid uh, poisoning, we prefer to call it a poisoning because of the toxic nature of the drugs, uh, illicit drugs that are out there. Um, the other thought I have was for their families, that they're going to be breathing, grieving children, grandchildren, friends, and that these are preventable deaths, and we need to really turn our um, minds and our intentions to preventing such deaths. Kim, you're in Medicine Hat. Uh, what is the situation like there? I think it's important that people realize that this isn't a, a big city-only issue, is it? No, it isn't. Um, here in Medicine Hat, we've had um, a significant increase of overdose deaths um, since um, they started collecting data in 2016 to just the end of this past February. We actually have the biggest increase um in rates per 100,000 across the province um, over that wow. those years. Uh, Lorna, when we talk about a, a tainted opioid drug supply, what exactly does that mean? And is anyone keeping track of it? Well, um, obviously there is drug testing going on all the time to find out what are in these um, drugs and how are people dying by using these drugs. Um, I would say that what really is happening here is um, a really outdated drug policy um, that is not being modernized. It's not keeping up with the current reality of the substances that are out there. And this is a transnational global drug market. And we have this criminal market that's out there. It's very robust. It's organized and it's deadly. And so we need a different way to address the topic of drug use, of drug um, policy. And prohibition is not working. Just say no to drugs isn't working. People will continue to use substances. So we need new uh, policies. We need new practices to stop these deaths. 
what what do in your mind then what do those new practices what do those new policies look like because you know let's be honest Lorna Kim we've been having what seems to be uh, you know a similar similar conversation for a couple of years now it's like okay what can be done what needs to be done um, why isn't it being done so um, you know from from those on the front lines what is it what is it that the governments all the levels need to be doing right now uh lauren i'll start with you well we're still you know caught in this idea that they, there needs to be a war on drugs but in fact it's a war on the people who use drugs and we have these outdated drug policies so what we support is um actually a policy that was supported by our, our city council last month and it is looking at calling what's going on a uh recognizing the overdose crisis as a national public health emergency we have two public health emergencies going on and that we need to have a federal government that is looking at overdose prevention programs that include safe supply and what that means is pharmaceutical alternatives under medical supervision and so you give the people what they are already reliant on so that they don't have to turn to these poisoned drug supply and the reason that drugs are so toxic right now is that with the pandemic the borders are closed Mm -hmm. the regular supply chain is not happening and so people producing these uh, substances are adding more and more um, garbage to the drugs. Kim, and I know that uh, that you support what Lorna is saying. I've I've read uh, some of your your uh, your thoughts on 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 this as well. You've said there's been uh, a huge amount of research to show if we were to change some of the drug policies, if we were to legalize, if we were to supply a safer supply, this wouldn't be happening. You say it's in the hands of the politician, but uh, if it's in their hands, it doesn't seem that they're looking at it. No, um, typically politicians win votes um, by being tough on crime, and I think that that's part of what we're seeing here um, today in Alberta. Um, I also think that, I was thinking earlier today, we have a bit of a teeter-totter effect here. As the overdose deaths go up, the support seem to be going down, and we need the opposite of that. We need um, funding for housing, we need um, an increase in funding for mental health support. Uh, we would benefit from having a system where uh, drugs are checked. Um, we need, um, we, we ask the government to consider uh, decriminalization for drugs for personal use. Um, and I think um, change is difficult and um, we, it feels like uh, we're not even staying in the status quo. We're going backwards. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Lorna, I, I'd be curious to know what happens if we keep moving on status quo? What happens? Those numbers keep rising. We have more and more deaths. Um, is, is, that what, is that what happens? Or, or how much worse does this get? I think it'll just get catastrophic. If there isn't the will, the political will to change these policies and practices and policing, it is going to, I mean, already we've had 70,000 Canadians who've died um, by overdose over the last six years. In Edmonton alone, we had 372 deaths and they happened in 
almost every community in our city. It is just going to continue, um, and we we absolutely all need to turn our attention to how we can turn this train rack around and um, also educate our youth because so many of those who are dying are young men um, between the ages of I think 27 and 39 and proper education for our youth and also acknowledging the pandemic is making things worse people are using alone and dying alone before I let you go, now, Lorna and Kim, both of you have uh, lost a, a child to uh, overdose, and and uh, I am, my, my heart goes out to both of you with that. But I, I certainly think that one of our challenges, and, I, and I'm not sure why it, this is still happening, um, I, I'm wondering if people still don't really care as much about this crisis, and it is a health crisis, it is a crisis, is because they see the victims only as drug users. What do you want to tell them, Kim? Um, I want to tell them that um, everyone that dies from an overdose is somebody, someone, somebody loved that person. Um, We tend to um, stigmatize and think that people that um, die from drug overdoses aren't worthy of our compassion, and it's actually quite the opposite. Um, We, um, when we have a a leader that um, has said it's not compassionate to facilitate addiction. I'm not sure what he's meaning by the word facilitate, but that's what we're up against. And um, we want to try to help. Um, we advocate tirelessly day after day so that other families don't have to um, grieve and suffer such needless losses. still. Yep. Oh, I just want to chip in and say, actually, our son did not die by overdose. He, it was a drug-related death, but it was suicide, okay. and sorry. it was it was suicide, and it was because of the stigma and the shame that attaches to drug use that mm-hmm. people don't come forward and say what they're struggling with. So we need to all be responsible for our thoughts and our attitudes around people, and we can change our minds. Still a long way to go, Lorna and Kim, but uh, thank you for using your voice once again today, joining me on this show. I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.